Welcome to Inclusion Matters, produced by the Center for Inclusive Child Care, aka the CICC. We're located at inclusivechildcare.org. Welcome to Inclusion Matters, the podcast of the Center for Inclusive Child Care. I'm Cindy Croft, Executive Director, and I'm here with my Assistant Director, Priscilla Weigel. Hi, Priscilla. Hi, Cindy. Good to be here. So excited that we are talking about infants and toddlers for a little bit, mm-hmm. and we will probably do more of that as time goes on with our podcast since we have, um, we're almost about a year into our Infant Toddler Specialist Network program funded by the state of Minnesota, and so we expect a lot more to be coming through around infant and toddler care and best practices, effective practices, and um, and other things for mm-hmm. our listeners. So mm-hmm. we're excited to be talking about this. This is really part two. We talked in part one about visual supports in general. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be a little bit more specific in the next five to six minutes about how we would use visual supports for infants and toddlers and maybe we should just start out with why it's even important to use visuals with Mm -hmm. young ones. Well, children learn to understand better when they see something in front of them Mm -hmm. and when it's used in front of them and it's modeled that use. So even, well, any child at any age if you have a question about whether they're processing things, to use a visual paired with a verbal is a great tool. One thing that, as you were talking about the infant-toddler work that we're doing, um, we really are excited about helping you out there, listeners, as providers of care for the youngest of children to really set the stage for healthy development all through their lifetime. And visual supports, if you introduce that concept or that idea to the youngest of the kids in your care, you're setting the stage for really better behavior, calmer children, um, a setting that runs more smoothly, because all of those things are part of that visual support recipe. All of those are byproducts of having that in place, because it does help you with routine, consistency, Mm -hmm. um, just following a child is able to follow and know what's expected of them. So you're setting them up for success, as we like to say a lot around here, uh, because you're giving them exactly what they need to be successful. Mm-hmm. Instead of just expecting them to pull it out of the air, you're showing them what that is and what that looks like. Well, and again, as we talked about in the prior podcast, uh, we, you know, what they're not that difficult to um, develop and use. And what we're doing by using a simple tool like this can make so much difference in a child's ongoing development, their social emotional development, even their language and mm-hmm. cognitive development. Mm-hmm. We're just we're just giving them another way to feel secure, yeah. um, to feel uh, safe. Mm-hmm. And so that's very important. And so, yes. Well, one thing I wanted to say, and, and I've love to use this as an example when I'm trying to help a provider understand how useful visual supports are and 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 I learned this through just being in the classroom or being in the child care setting knowing that winter time comes and you say to children time to get your stuff on mm-hmm. time to get ready to go outside and 
you're going to have a child come with their boots on, their hat, their mittens, their coat's going to be on the floor, the snow pants are going to be somewhere else down who knows where. But if you provide a visual so you first show them in order from top to bottom what goes first, they're going to be successful. And that's a great example because I think it's something that's applicable to every situation. Everybody gets that and it's, it's pretty basic. And so if you're trying to infuse those supports using that as kind of your template idea is useful, you can do that with hand washing. Do the same thing. First you turn on the water, then you squirt the soap, then you put your hands under the faucet. That's And if, and if you have young ones, that's all you need because mm -hmm. then you're going to be there to do that next step. So it really is a great way to help them learn how to do anything that has multiple steps to it as far as a task. So I'm, I am kind of coming back to what you had asked me earlier in the beginning of the podcast of just really what, why it's so mm -hmm. essential. But those multiple step tasks, which is pretty much everything when you think about it throughout our day, it builds in great learning and also success. So people listening might be thinking, okay, these are some great ideas, but I don't really know um, what is the right visual for the aged child that I'm working mm -hmm. with. And so um, I know that when we talk about choosing a visual support, it's really important to consider the level of, yes. of the visual and where the child is and whether they can receive the information we're mm -hmm. trying. And, and so that we're meeting the goals we're trying to uh, get to, which which is building a routine and building a sense of safety and mm -hmm. helping them learn the behaviors we're looking for as they get a little bit older. But what are some of the ways that you would advise people listening to look at what type of support is best for what for the infant or the toddler or the in-betweens? Well, I think it's the key is to, to know the child. Mm -hmm. So you need to know if that child is able to process and point to objects and actually have consistent connection. So some kids point to things, but it doesn't have meaning, mm -hmm. or they, they need to be able to, to choose something and make a choice. So some children who don't have the ability to do that, you can just really watch their eye movement and say where are they where are they looking when I give them two choices if I say do you want to play with this ball or do you want to play with this other this spoon and this cup which and I have one in either hand where is that child's gaze going so you can start there and just note where that gaze Perfect. is going and then yep. give them the object that they looked at so those are the really early stages of things but also are they able to recognize people and items in photographs some children that's not a concept that they're able to process yet but when they get to that point Great. Then you can start using those those objects on photos or pictures. But before that point, you should use actual objects, especially with the young infants. You know, if you're going to mm -hmm. talk about an apple, have an apple near you. Or and that's why those great. Um, toys that we have, I mean, even having, if you're going to really work on some language with a child or the visual schedules, have a bucket of stuff that are typically things that you would use so that they're always being used, the same ones for the same idea in the day's schedule. Mm, that's great advice. And I think that would really help people um, sort of frame how they're looking at it. Mm -hmm. Anything else that you might want to um, point to in terms of helping our listeners? Sure. Well, when you think about reading books, so mm -hmm. you're reading board books with the little ones in your lap, and you're saying, oh, where's the cup? Show me the cup. Having that child point that out, that's really a good way to kind of gauge if they're able to notice items and really discern what that item is. Um, so books are great other pictures that you use, making sure that there's not a lot on the picture, that it's really just one object because otherwise it's really confusing. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you look at board books for the youngest children, that's why most pages don't have 
tons of stuff on them because you really want to be able to have those conversations while you're reading to that child and to say, oh, show me the puppy. Yep. Oh, Good. is there a yellow duck? Where's the duck? Mm-hmm. All of those things. Right. Excellent. And I, for those who might be listening thinking, oh, this is, these are great ideas. I'm not sure where to go. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have these tip sheets, um, both uh, using visual supports with infants and toddlers and the use of visual supports in early care and education programs on our website, inclusivechildcare.org. Uh, so those are tip sheets, but if they if they just go to the search bar and search visual supports, we have many resources that have been vetted um, that, will, that will also give them some support around visuals and how to create them or maybe where to go to look for, mm-hmm. for um, pre- pieces, free, yes. free pictures, and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just a little something for people so they know that there are resources out there. Anything you'd like to say just in wrapping up why why visuals are important for infants and toddlers? I think people listening might think, okay, I get visual supports, but I have always used them in the preschool mm-hmm. classroom. I never thought about putting them in the toddler room. It just gives children another level of understanding to develop their cognitive skills. So you're doing that verbal interchange. You're talking to them all the time, hopefully, if you're providing quality nurturing care. But then you're also in reinforcing that with visual supports. It's it's like this hand-in-hand process for really spurring on brain development. Excellent. Thank you. I hope this has been helpful to those listening. If you're listening and you have feedback for us, use the feedback form on the website or drop us an email. Uh, through the website if you're looking for a certain topic or you just want to tell us some unique way that you've been using um, the podcast we love to hear from people yep thank you Priscilla thanks